I mean, I think especially in our line of work too, as, as photographers and, and lifestyle photographers in particular, whether you're doing mm-hmm. family or boudoir or wedding or anything else like that. I mean, the whole premise is emotionality and human yeah. connection. And so I found once I got better in touch with that stuff, I got, I became a better photographer. I could see it more. I could feel it more in the room. I knew what people would want from their photographs. Whereas before it was almost like I was just checking off a checklist. You know, I was a very technical photographer instead of a feeling photographer. Welcome to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week I bring you conversations with photographers and other creative entrepreneurs who share tips, strategy, and inspiration. We are here to help you grow your community, build your business, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Today, my guest is Dave Moss. He is a wedding photographer and business coach based in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Dave shares that he is a trained life coach and that he uses his life coaching skills in his business coaching, which is very apparent with all of the topics that we dive into today. And on the show, we are talking about how becoming a better version of yourself can make you a stronger entrepreneur. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to share a quick five-star review that we received recently. You'll hear me talking about this all the time, about how leaving reviews is a super helpful way to support the podcast. That's because it is. (laughs) And the best part, best part about it all is that it's 100% free. And Omar left us a review. They said, his tips on photography as well as his candor really keep me coming back for more. Thank you so much, Omar. You are amazing. If you have not left a review yet, what 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 you wait for? I would love to hear what you said and what you think of the show. Take the 15 to 90 seconds to drop one in Apple podcast, or you can leave us a rating on Spotify now too. So drop those five stars over there. All right, enough with the call to action. Let's get into the episode. Dave, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm excited uh, to chat with you uh, this morning on just bettering ourselves. I think that is um, it's a continued thing that's like in the back of my mind, always wanting to be a better version. I think it's it's really powerful. Um, But yeah, anyway, uh, uh, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, yeah, I I do. I mentioned this before we started recording, but I really like your setup. (laughs) Um, I'm a little bit envious. I'm like slowly starting to put things in my background to fill it. So it's not just a blank wall, but yeah, our last house, we've been in this house for a year and our last house, I was just in a white box. And so I told yeah. my wife when we move into the new place, like I'm going to decorate my office because this is like people see me on Zoom all day, every day. And so I'm like, right. you know, it's got to be interesting behind me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like half. I, I see all of these like tiktokers that just have like a blank room it looks like (laughs) it's just like they're in some model home or something and just like squatting to do their reels and i'm like half of me is like oh yeah i should just like empty one half of my office just to have a blank wall but then i'm like no that's just is way too boring i want to have things behind me uh 
but yeah, all that's my, all my books and tchotchkes I've collected over the years. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's character yeah. like your like your coffee mug there. Like that's a, a yeah, good character was, coffee mug. It was it, this was a, a gift from a couple that we shot a wedding at Emerald Lake Lodge. And so, nice. yeah, it's just like my daily drinker now. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. But yeah, so Dave, give us a little background about you, where you're based, what you do, um, and and all the things Dave Moss. Sure, yeah. So I'm based in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, uh, which in the last three days, winter has come. It is below zero with eight inches of snow out of nowhere. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we weren't expecting it this early, but it's here. Um, and uh, I was... Uh, a, computer engineer, network engineer for a lot of years, interested in photography. I grew up wanting to be a photographer. My dad was one of those dads who had every issue of Nat Geo on the shelf and yeah. I would read them all. And I grew up wanting to be either an archeologist or a war photographer. Those were my two things that I wanted to do, not knowing anything about war photography when I was young. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so my dad probably wisely talked me out of going into photography school, uh, not wanting me to end up in a war zone somewhere in the world. And I went into computer science instead, but still loved photography and kept shooting throughout the years. Um, started shooting a couple of weddings, you know, as we all do, just sort of for free for friends. And then it mm-hmm. just sort of steamrolled from there. And then I met my now wife. Uh, <clears throat> I was supposed to photograph a New Year's Eve party and got appendicitis the night before. Oh, wow. And so she ended up photographing it instead. Uh, and I was looking at the photos afterwards and being like, oh, these are really good. And I saw a photo of her. I thought, oh, she's really cute. <laughs> and I didn't know any other photographers at the time. So uh, I pursued her. And uh, three months after we started dating, we started our photography company, Abby Plus Dave. And so our business is as old as our relationship. That's uh, cool. It's worked out for us. Um, <laughs> and then in 2017, started like burning out a little bit on photography at that point in time we'd been shooting for for nine years 30 plus weddings 50 plus engagement sessions a year um and we're just starting to burn out and so i started looking for something new and stumbled across uh life coaching of all things not really knowing what it was at the time but i met uh, a friend who was doing it and then some clients for an engagement session where they were both life coaches or selling their house and moving to Italy because they could do it remote. And I'm just like, okay, what is this thing? <laughs> uh, found a course I was interested in taking through a woman named Martha Beck, um, who was Oprah's life coach okay. and a multi-award winning author. Um, and her course started in a week. And I was like, okay, I got to bite the bullet if I'm going to do this thing. It was a, a 10-month program. And so I'm just like, whatever, let's do it. It was a lot of money at the time, but I just dove in and it completely transformed my life. Uh, Changed me from being a very left brain, logical thinking person into Mm. more of a right brainy, feely person. Uh, And then when I finished that program, I thought, I think I can help entrepreneurs and photographers and creatives with this. Uh, and spoke to a business coach and they said, look, I've got an idea for you and you may not like it, but you've been running a successful business for over a decade. Photographers may not want life coaching, but they definitely want business coaching. So why don't you start a business coaching practice and then trick them into life coaching once they're (laughs) working with you? And so I did. And it's been really successful. And I've been doing that 
mostly for the last five years, we've gone down to sort of five to 10 weddings a year in our wedding business. And, and that's my main bread and butter now is, is coaching entrepreneurs, uh, not just photographers. Now I have, um, a fashion designer, graphic designers, uh, someone who's starting a magazine that sort of runs the whole gamut of, of creative professionals now that I do life and business coaching for. And yeah, that's, that's my full-time nice. gig and I love it. That's cool. I love the the little little trickery of the uh, you're, you you signed up for business coaching. You're still going to get that. But in the way of life coaching. Yeah. Well, you're here. Cause, yeah. Because like that. I mean, that was a, a smart uh, little piece of advice uh, that you got, because because I know for me, like, I don't know, five years ago or so, whenever I first started getting into um, receiving business advice, if if someone was just like, oh, yeah, you need uh, here's some life advice or you need a life coach. I'm like, I don't need a life coach. It's fine. My life is fine. You know, I need a business coach. Um, but, yeah, so much of your business is your life. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and you know, I've just the little bit that I've been growing um, over the last few years in myself and really learning more about myself, who I am, what motivates me, um, what, what fears I have, all those kinds of things. Those have been shifting and transforming the way that I operate my business as well. Um, which was a pleasant surprise. That was not what I was expecting. Um, and I also, I love that you mentioned the, uh, the left brain, right brain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I always get those confused probably because there's just two of them. Uh, <laughs> but um, left brain is the more logical. Is that correct? Technically, yeah. Apparently okay. science has debunked a lot of this now, but it's still the oh, way a lot fun. of people <laughs> Yeah, they, a lot of the people still see the world that way, where left brain is logical and right brain is creative. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I have a very, like, logical, this is how things are. These are the steps to take to get to this. Um, kind of brain mm-hmm. and um, and yeah through learning more about myself and learning like doing little life coaching uh, things and you know following different life coaches on social media kind of hearing from them um, I have found myself being much more uh, in tune to my emotions um, which is funny because whenever my wife and I got married um, which Fun, fun thing. We got married uh, in January of 2013, and then I started my photography business three months later. So <laughs> very similar. Like whenever I'm trying to figure out how long I've been in business, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're celebrating 10 years in January. So almost 10 years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like whenever we first started dating and like that relationship, um, my wife was very uh, not very emotional. That doesn't sound right. She's very in tune to her emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was not at all. And just like the, I don't know, I don't feel anything about this. And, um, and over the years, I'm slowly starting to, to, I think shift more into, um, bringing in that right brain, the more, um, creative and emotional side of me, which I'm, I'm loving. I'm, I'm exciting. Uh, or that's exciting me a lot. Uh, just kind of that shift. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting process. I grew up being all IQ focused, you know, going through STEM programs and, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things, wanting to collect every, you know, science badge when I was a boy scout and all the rest of those things and, and not being an emotional kid really at all. And until, you know, I was in my thirties when I started, finally started to get in touch 
with that. And I realized how stunted I was looking back now, not not believing that feeling or emotion has any bearing in our life. And my wife, much the same, you know, women just have higher EQ, I think in general, but she was always a very, like very in touch with her emotions, very empathic. And she would just look at me and she's like, how do you go through life like a robot? It's so weird to me. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's, it's a process. And, And I mean, it's a thing that a lot of, I think men go through later on in life, especially, you know, guys of our generation and younger, because we're allowed to be in touch with our emotions now. It's no longer something that is frowned right. upon. Yes. Yeah. Which I am. I am so looking forward. Like uh, we talked a little bit about my my son who's almost eight. He's homesick from school today. Um, so if there are knocks on the door, uh, <laughs> that's that's what that break will be. Uh, but but I'm very excited for him. Like when he is in his mid 20s. And the emotional stability that I hope that he will have that I did not have um, at that age, because like this next generation, we're a lot of us are raising them to be more in tune with emotions and that it is okay to be a dude and to like show emotions. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. It's okay to cry about things. And Mm -hmm. like it's there's a lot of stuff that wasn't necessarily like I wasn't raised of like the uh well, you know you don't don't cry what are you doing and like that kind of thing but there was like those undertones of that's not something that you really do uh so i'm i'm excited for for the next generation and how we're getting a, more and more in tune with uh with feelings and emotions and um allowing that to be the norm Totally. I mean, I think especially in our line of work, too, as as photographers and and lifestyle photographers in particular, whether you're doing Mm -hmm. family or boudoir or wedding or anything else like that. I mean, the whole premise is emotionality and human connection. And so I found once I got better in touch with that stuff. I got, I became a better photographer. I could see it more. I could feel it more in the room. I knew what Mm. people would want from their photographs. Whereas before it was almost like I was just checking off a checklist, you know, I was a very technical photographer instead of a feeling photographer. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know this is going to happen. You know, there, there's a speech going on right now. Let me pan over to the parents. Yeah. They're crying. Let me take a picture of that instead of like, Oh, I can feel the speech. I can feel where this is going. And uh, and then using that kind of emotional intuition uh, mm-hmm. to guide your photography, which I love. Uh, it's, yeah. just, it's just like layers and layers uh, into um, into just like being a better photographer. And, you know, so much of photography is not uh, the technical things of where's the light coming in and, you know, what settings do I need to have? That's all important. Um, and as you go years into photography is just like your camera is just part of your hands Mm -hmm. you you know what you're doing and you see the light you're like okay cool let me switch this uh you know change my aperture real quick and then you're good to go and allows that like that that kind of second nature allows you to be more in tune with uh the emotions going on in the room instead of always focusing on the the technical side of stuff yeah absolutely yeah so, okay, awesome. I'm I'm loving this conversation already, Dave. This is so good. Um, something that I'm always curious about um, when I get to get to talk to my guests is um, 
has there been a piece of advice or a lesson or anything in your career or just your life that has really changed the way that you look at business? Yeah. Um, I, I stumbled across, I can't even remember where it's probably from a million different places over the years, but there's a quote mm. from, from a guy named Jim Brown that says you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And yeah, that has been probably one of my biggest pieces that I've carried with me. And whenever somebody asks me for a piece of advice, I say that because I've, I've really lived it, especially over the last sort of five years, um, realizing the friends that I spend time with the other creatives and business owners that I spend time with, um, for the record, I'm anti hustle culture, uh, but I like hanging out with photographers and business owners who are achieving something. They're going towards a goal. They're going towards a, a dream, not at the expense of their family or their life, but because they want to be there. And that has really helped both my wife and I do the same thing. Um, my, my little asterisk to that quote is always uh, now it also includes the media you consume. Because I realized when I, you know, changed the types of books I read, the podcasts I listened to, the TV shows I watched, that also had a huge effect on my thought patterns, my behavior, my my habits and, and things like that. So, yeah, that that's sort of like just be aware of who you are spending time with and, and what it is that you're listening to has been absolutely instrumental because at the early part of our career, I had a group of friends who always wanted to hang out and party. And of course we're out shooting weddings every weekend and right. things like that. And they're just like, Oh, just come out after the wedding. You don't have to worry about importing the cards or doing yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, and I came across this concept called crab bucket mentality of like, if you put a bunch of crabs in the bucket, they can all easily climb out, but the crabs at the bottom will pull the crabs at the top back into the bucket. And so mm. they just say, stay in here with us. We can all suffer together. And I don't think my friends at the time were doing that consciously, yeah. but they wanted me to stay with them instead of move on and thrive in the areas that I wanted to. And, and so now I want to be with people who are going to reach down and lift me up instead of pulling me back down. Yeah. 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 I think that's that. I love that analogy too with the crabs because um, it, I definitely felt that as well. Um, starting a photography business in my mid twenties where everyone was, was wanting to party and go out and, you know, stay up super late, which I am also a night owl. So that part I was like, cool, I'm, I'm good with hanging out till like 3am, whatever, as long as I don't have to shoot a wedding the next day. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it really changed the way uh, even with other photographers early on where I was looking at growing the business and really bettering myself and uh, becoming a better photographer, a better person, a better uh, uh, I don't really even know what what word to use, but just the way that I interact with my uh, with my clients and just mm. being a better resource and person for them. And a lot of the other photographers that I was around early on were just like, I'm just in here for the money. Like there's money in weddings. I really don't care. Like I will just hang out and I will, I will shoot these weddings. And as long as they keep coming in, that's all I really worry about. And there was a very, um, a very stark difference between those two that I, I'm glad that I saw early on because I just kind of like that, not consciously, but that just kind of like moved us apart to where 
I didn't really hang out with them much and I wasn't talking to them much. Um, I, I was always looking to be and still look to be like the dumbest person in the room. Mm -hmm. Like I always want to be around people that are just like 10 steps ahead and, uh, and not in a way of like, let me pick your brain and like, here, give me all this free advice. But just like you get to see from them, uh, you know, what, what life looks like, uh, being more successful and being more in tune with, uh, with like your body and yourself and, and those kind of things. I'm always looking for that, which a lot of that is online these days. Just, sure. yeah. you know, it's, it's 20, 22 right now and and things are still kind of all weird from the pandemic and uh and i think that was really difficult for me was that that some of the five people around you turned into like okay that is the five people in my family like I, i'm not around anyone anymore um so yeah that was that was difficult and and really shifted to who who am I, I taking in through social media online in the news, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Uh, I make my clients do a, a Facebook group audit and an Instagram account audit when, when we work together to see okay. what is, what is taking energy away from you and what is giving energy because sometimes we'll be in groups or we'll be following people. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with the term of the, of, of the hate follow where yes. you just, yeah. And I'm just like, is that actually doing any benefit for you? And I make them write it out. And every single time they're like, I went and unfollowed all of those accounts or groups and I feel so much better. Yeah. 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 And there, there have even been some, some people that I, I didn't really hate follow or maybe I did. I just didn't realize <laughs> that it was like that comparison follow. Where yeah. I'm just like, look at them. They're off to Paris again and they're traveling around. And then like whenever I'm looking at them, I'm like, yeah, but they they don't have any kids. Like there's no family at home. They don't have to not have to, but they don't get to stay at home and like kick the soccer ball around in the backyard and that kind of stuff. I'm like, OK, yeah, this like whenever I'm putting it into perspective, it's great. But that moment of just like scrolling and I'm like, oh, they're on another airplane. Like, where are they? They're headed to Dubai now. What is going on? <laughs> and those people, I was like, I've got to I've got to at least mute or just stop following them, at least for a season, because I was getting too much into my head of why not me? Why am I not there? Like, I want to go do this. Yeah. Uh, and that was not not moving me forward at all in, in the business uh, and taking way too much of my my mental bandwidth of focusing on that instead of focusing on the things that actually mattered that were around me. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. huge. Wow. 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 Right. Isn't it so cool? I was just showing my friend Owen here how easy it is to use Gusto to pay my contractors. Gusto is an all-in-one platform that helps businesses like yours onboard pay, insure, and support your team. They have it all under one roof. You can use them, as I do, to pay my contractors easily without added fees or breaking policy agreements. Looking at you, Venmo. If you have full-time employees, they've got you covered too. Payroll, health benefits, HR, time tracking tools, workers' comp, and... They submit your tax documents at the end of the year. So great. I love it because I don't have to juggle Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, and all the other places. I just have everything through Gusto, and it's simply... 
direct deposits into my contractor's accounts. So head to lightdarkco.com slash gusto. And when you send your first paid payroll, you'll receive $100 back. And receiving that much back, you're probably assuming it's hundreds of dollars a month. Oh no, my friend, it is only $6 a month for contractors. So go check out lightdarkco.com slash gusto, G-U-S-T-O. And just like my friend Owen Wilson, you'll be saying, wow. What are some areas that we can grow and become like better versions of ourselves as we're looking around in our business and and just life. Yeah. Um, to sort of keep this in the, in the business and photography realm, I sort of, there's two things I've really seen over the last couple of years, um, in business owners that I think is a good lesson to learn and change and grow in. Um, the first is that failure is iterative, not a stopping point. Um, so many people uh, are, are afraid of failure and afraid of that type of change. Um, I did a, a personal project for myself in 20, 2018, where I emailed uh, over 200 photographers all around the world the same 20 questions. Uh, and one of those questions was, um, how do you feel about failure and how do you deal with failure? And easily like 74, 75% of people were afraid of it or hated it uh, and would actively avoid doing things in their business because they were afraid of that failure. Mm. Um, and conversely, the you know 25% or so of people who embraced failure uh, in that same questionnaire also reported higher levels of happiness and higher amounts of income because they were willing to take the risks and, and maneuver away from the failure. Yeah. Um, so that is definitely something that I would really implore you know any of your listeners or just anybody in general to to start to embrace is the fact that failure is not a stopping point you know if you do something and it doesn't work it's just a blueprint for the next time you do that thing it is a you know it's a decision tree you can go this way or you can go that way to try it again to do it a different way uh and and that has been a huge thing for me i was afraid of change and failure my whole life my, my wife and i had a a joke early on in our relationship that you know she she'll change things every 10 minutes and i i might change one thing a year yeah you know so <laughs> thankfully that's that that's changed in me over the years but it was true like you know i was the kind of guy who would stay in the job even though i hated it because it was a job and it yep. was safe and it was comfortable and whatever and i can i can suck it up being miserable eight hours a day rather than going and finding something different um but now you know i i take the risks and i do different things and try different things. And, and even on wedding days, like we no longer believe in the concept of the safe shot. Uh, mm -hmm. We both shoot like primary shooters and we both take big risks and, and do those things. And it's worked out better for our art. It's worked out better for our clients. Um, and a sort of tangential piece of advice to that is just, just do it scared. Like a lot of people they are like, okay, but I'm still afraid of it. What do I do? I'm just, just do it scared. You know, Liz Gilbert talked about this in her book, Big Magic, where she's like, fear gets to be in the car, but it doesn't get to drive. Mm. You know, it could be in the back seat, whispering in your ear, saying this is going to fail. You're not going to do it, but you're the one in control. And so just 
just do it scared and just do it anyways. I had a client this week who was afraid to make a post on her Instagram offering her new packages uh, because she thought people would find it super salesy and would get turned off and would unfollow her Instagram account. And I told her to do it anyways, and she did it. And uh, the next morning I got an email from her uh, saying, I just got four new family inquiries and a new wedding inquiry just by posting my offerings on my Instagram. So thank you for making me do it scared. Yeah. So sometimes you just got to suck it up and go. Yeah. Yeah. I think like right along that same vein was something that I heard a couple of years ago that I never thought of uh, in terms of fear, which is that courage is not doing it, you know, uh, unafraid, but courage is being afraid, being scared, having that fear, but then doing it anyway. Yeah. And and that's it. It's like it's the overcoming the fear is actually courage because I was that same that same way of just like I I had a huge like approval idol. I just wanted everyone to approve of me. And I wanted I was like, you know, I'm a, a firstborn. I was I was the good kid. Um, not that my brother was, was that bad, but like I was I was always just like, yes, whatever it is, I will do this. And um, and then I. I would, I would just look for, for others, uh, approval always. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I was afraid to take risks because I was like, what if I do this and then I fail and then people look at me and they're like, look at John, he, he failed. Like how, how did we even think that he was a good business person? Um, or, you know, he, uh, there's a lot of people who, when I left my nine to five job, we're just like, so what are you, what are you doing? Like, where, where are you going? I know you have this little photography hobby on the side, but like what, what's going on? Like, no, that's not a hobby. It's been a business for a couple of years now. Um, but like that, that fear of what if I go and then I have one more season of weddings and then the business dries up and I can't book anything. And you know, what about, like what happens then? And, uh, and I think a good question to ask is just like, well, then what, like what would happen? I go back to my other job. Okay. Yeah. Like, or, or go find a different one or start a new business venture. Um, you know, there's, uh, I, I love the, the idea of, of taking risks, um, because when there's a, a bigger risk, there's a bigger reward at the end of it. Um, and not taking risks for the majority of my life left me with just like tiny little rewards because I was like, Oh yeah. Like, like you mentioned staying in a job that you hated, um, just because it's a job. When I got my first job out of college, I was like, cool, I guess I'll be here for like 40 years and then retire. (laughs) Like that's, that's what I know. (laughs) And that's, I'm just going to stay here, even though it's a toxic work environment. I can I can power through for eight to nine hours a day, um, which is a huge chunk of your day when you're thinking about it. But I'm like, it's fine. I'll have the evenings and the weekends unless I get called in. But um, but yeah, it's uh, I, I, th- I think that is is something to really think of uh, or think about for for the listeners. Um, just like, where can you take risks and yeah. where do you feel yourself like your 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 body your your soul being like i really want to do this but i'm afraid if i fail 
um, you know, it, it might be time to do that. Yeah. And I mean, it can be a calculated risk and, and you mm-hmm. also don't have to take the risks alone. Um, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, we're, we're often islands, you know, in our home offices by ourselves all the yep. time. Yeah. Uh, get a coach or get a group of, of other business owners and, and talk with one another. Other people have been where you are sitting right now. And sometimes they'll have great advice to, to get through it or read books. I love reading biographies, uh, to, to learn about the, the risks that people took and the worries. Like I just finished Dave Grohl's, uh, book and man, the risks that man took, to end up where he ended up were astronomical but yeah. it, it you know and it didn't always work out for him but but when it did it worked out huge and so yeah, yeah he, but yeah. he had a good support network and and he had other people who had been in the music industry who could give him advice and it was it was beneficial and there's tons of photographers out there and tons of other creative business owners who you know buy him a cup of coffee and sit down and say I want to do this thing but I'm afraid and just hear what they have to say about it mm-hmm yeah. yeah, I love that, which I need to check out Dave Grohl's autobiography. I didn't realize he had one. I was like, oh, man, I love. Dave. Oh, yeah, like, I did. His... I did the audiobook because he reads it himself and it oh, was it was wild. Yeah, that's going to be OK. That's going to be good. I'm going to take notes, John, whenever you're editing this later, write that down, <laughs> get that audiobook. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think that is so good um, to. I, I've never thought about that with like autobiographies. I always felt like they were just i don't know just kind of like boring i've never read one so that was just what i had heard from other people or just like what i assumed like oh you're reading the autobiography of benjamin franklin i don't know if he wrote an autobiography but like you're, <laughs> you're you're reading a biography at least um like it just sounds like boring like this is what I did in my life, but there is so much to learn yeah. from people's lives, especially if they're putting it in a book. Um, there's, there's something big there that you can learn. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to have to start getting more autobiographies. Uh, yeah. I'd also recommend born a crime by Trevor Noah. Also who reads it himself on an audible. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I, another good I one. I do like it, Trevor's voice. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And that would be that would be an interesting story because I don't know too much about him coming from uh, South Africa. And neither did I. And boy, was it eye opening. Yeah. Okay. cool. Yeah. I just pretty much knew him. Like he just showed up after Jon Stewart left The Daily Show. And I was like, who is this guy? (laughs) Like, I love John. Like he's he's the best. And I was like, I don't know if this guy's going to be able to feel his his shoes. And then he did. And I've I've loved Trevor Noah over the last like seven years or whatever he's been doing that mm-hmm. which he is now stepping away so it'll be another another interesting transition <laughs> yeah which is to see who's going to step in there um but like so kind of bring us back to to business um with with the 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 continued growth of ourselves and uh and looking for ways to grow as a person um how does that look? I know we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but like what are maybe some tangible ways of how that really uh, shows up in being a business owner and an entrepreneur? Yeah. I mean, the one that I see time and time and time again is is money baggage. We all have money baggage, whether it came from our parents or a past partner or ourselves or, you know, a hard time in our lives. We all have 
a weird relationship with money. Um, and that is not a business problem. That is a self problem. And so oftentimes when I work with new clients and, you know, one of the first things I always have them do is, you know, send me their sales info and send me their pricing and everything else like that. And then we have the hard conversation about, you know, you're not pricing for your life. You're not pricing for profit. You're just pricing because you're scared. And we have that talk of why are you doing this? And it's often they don't, it's a mixture of, they don't believe that they're good enough. And then also they have some sort of fear or baggage around money. And so working on that, releasing that from their past, getting over that part of themselves, helping them gain the confidence that they are actually good enough and that they have value, um, and then releasing the fear of money can help them make more money. And so it's in that regard that being a better person made them a better business owner, which then also frees them up to become a better photographer because so many people are stifled in their life, worried about how am I going to pay the next bill? You know, am I going to keep my my apartment? Is, is my truck going to get impounded? Anything like this. And that all stems back to, you know, often more often than not, the way that their parents handled money and that just carried on and they've never thought about it or never looked at it in their life. And, and that's where sort of the, the tricky life coaching comes into my business, where we look at that sort of thing and we have those hard conversations and there's usually a lot of tissues on those calls, but we unpack it and we unravel it and then we make a plan to move forward. And I'm not just going to tell people, oh, get over your money stuff because it doesn't right. work like that. Like <laughs> yeah. this is a this is a continued journey. I had, I had one client. It took us the better part of a year to get through that. Uh, and, and this woman went from. Uh, annually grossing around $27,000 a year in her business to close to six figures, not over, but close. But for her, that was a complete lifestyle change. You know, yeah. almost tripling her income was a massive uh, change in her life. And I could see it when she showed up on calls afterwards. You know, she used to have calls where she her body language be tight. Her shoulders would be up. She'd be constantly worrying, thinking, I got to get more clients. I got to get more clients. And after we did that, now it was more oh, I had these clients this week that they allowed me to shoot the way that I want to shoot. She was no longer thinking about the money because mm -hmm. money is an unfillable well. I never want people to chase the money. That's not the reason why you should be doing it because you could be a billionaire and still want more money. We see that every day. Oh, yeah. It's what you're going to do with that money and the freedom that that brings. But that often ties back into the baggage. You know, when we when I was a kid, we didn't have this or my parents always fought over this and so on. And we don't realize that we're carrying those bags around with us. Um, so that that personal growth in a lot of different ways, whether it's confidence, whether it's money, whether it's creativity, you know, all of that will make us a better photographer in the end and make us a better business owner in the end. And that's the hard sell. You know, it's easy for me to sell to photographers or creatives and say, I can help you make more money or I can help you work less or I can. Anybody wants to buy that. Right. But when I say we're going to do deep work on yourself so that you're going to be a better person, which is going to make everything easier in the rest of your life. That's a hard sell. People don't believe it. <laughs> so oh, yeah. that's that's where we have to sort of like slowly ease into that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's I mean, that's difficult. And there's a lot of things, you know, I could see a lot of fear in like, oh, we're going to look into me. 
Like, <laughs> but what are we going to find? I'm a little afraid of what we're going to find when we look into me. Like, let's just look at the business. Like yeah. we can, we can talk bad about the business and like find, find some things that we need to work on there. That's cool. I don't want to work on stuff on myself. That's, yeah. like, that's difficult to do. Um, but we're not Which, a Fortune 500, you know. It's like we're the, we're the finance department, we're the yeah. PR department, we're the marketing yeah. department, and so we're the only driver behind that. It's not a group of people where you're getting the best of ten people to figure it out. It always comes back to us. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that money is a big thing, like our viewpoint of money and and how we handle that, because that's what I see a lot with uh, talking to other photographers. Is I'm like, okay, so do you have separate personal accounts and uh, business accounts? Like, oh, well, you know, I, I have like a Excel spreadsheet of like what's in my business account. Like, okay. This is, this is a, a, a step here, um, which I, I definitely had like a poverty mindset mm-hmm. of money, which still creeps in every now and then still working on that. But I, I, I grew up with not a lot and there was always that idea in the back of my mind of like, but what if, what if it all goes? Like I need to, I need to at the same time, like two different mindsets at the same time, hoard money. And like, I'm not going to go buy that new camera. I'm not going to go invest in this course because I need to have a stockpile just in case something happens. Um, But then also at the same time, just like, spending money on like little things uh to make me happy and to to like you know little little tiny you know 100 200 500 purchases in yeah. gear instead of like the oh i can't afford the the two thousand dollar camera but i will spend about three thousand dollars in a six-month period on these little things <laughs> yeah uh, and yeah it was it's been very interesting looking into that um you know, being married and having different, uh, not two different viewpoints of, uh, on money, but, but viewing it from different, uh, different ways, uh, has been very interesting. And, uh, and like you said, we are the, uh, we're, we're the, we're the CFOs of our own businesses because, uh, for most of us, we are solopreneurs and we're doing everything. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably a good first step for everyone to look at. How are you dealing with your money? Um, I know tax season is coming around quicker <laughs> than we would like. You know, we're we're nearing the end of the year, and you know, lots of lots of Q four uh, stuff coming up. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's and that's something that we don't like to talk about is money. And, oh, people hate uh, talking about it. They love yeah. love earning it and they love, you know, how yes. do I get more clients and how do I uh, do this? But they don't they don't want to saying leave. that I own a six figure business, but I don't want to talk about like, yeah, how I'm getting there or what I'm doing with those six figures. Yeah. Uh, like, or, or even are they actually bringing home six figures at the end of it? Because that's also the great right. myth in, in, in business where everybody's like, oh, I'm a six figure business, but they're paying themselves fourteen thousand dollars at the end of the year or whatever. Yeah. First year that my business brought in six figures, I brought home 27, 28,000. Yeah. And I was like, okay, there is a disconnect here. (laughs) I need to, I need to pay myself because I'm doing a lot of work to get my business to this, this point. Um, And there's, there's a lot of budgeting that goes into uh, running a successful business. And, uh, and it's difficult. I know like for me having that, uh, 
that kind of poverty mindset, whenever you see twenty, thirty thousand dollars sitting in the bank, it's like, I can go. I can go do whatever I want. Like yeah. I can spend this. But then you have all these uh, all these things that are allocated coming out in the next month. I'm like, oh, nope. I really only had twelve thousand. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a whole nother <laughs> whole nother <laughs> yeah. conversation. But a, a really important place for people to start to better themselves and really have those conversations and like, all right, what does this look like for me? How do I budget? Do I budget? Uh, You know, how am I allocating things and separating stuff? Uh, I had, I still haven't really dove into this app much, but um, uh, I had Joseph West on the podcast sometime last year. And he talked about the app called catch um, like catching a, baseball Mm -hmm. and um and it is uh it's an app that like you sync with your bank account and then you can tell it like this certain percentage goes to savings this percentage goes to taxes and all that and it separates it for you so you can just pull up the app and be like oh this is the small amount that i actually have for just expenditures buying new gear and all that Um, yeah which I, I really need to like fully set that up. I like set it up to where I have like everything and then taxes. Um, but I need to go in there a little bit more. Um, but yeah. And yeah, we we do. My wife and I, we took this from some friends of ours. Uh, uh, we don't use the, it was called wine and wine ab night because I used to use the app. You need a budget. Uh, we use mint now instead of that. But we do it once a quarter where we sit down and we just go through everything because it does it for us. It does the same thing where it auto transfers and lets us all know. But it's like right. it's important to look at the numbers every now and again instead of just assuming that you're fine. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Until it's the end of the year and you're putting everything together for your CPA and you're like, Oh, that's how much I spent on this. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. It's, okay. Maybe, maybe I should change that in the next year. And then you don't. No. Um, but yeah, I, I like that idea. I like incorporating wine into this. Yeah, as well. You got, you got to make it fun. That's, you that's a, to. that's an atomic habits thing where it's like, you got a habit stack. You got to sandwich the bad things between good things. Cause yes. I hate budgeting. Like it is every fiber of my being recoils from it, but I've uh-huh. learned how important important it is so it's like okay we're gonna we're gonna drink some wine we're gonna eat some charcuterie or whatever and we're gonna look at the budget yeah yeah i think i think that's great i love i love uh atomic habits it's such a good book Uh, yes and and that habit stacking of like this is something that i know i don't want to do but i need to do it so i'm gonna stack it with something that i do enjoy and then put those together and it's it's much more enjoyable uh, i think that's a great way of you know for anyone who's just like i don't really want to work on myself i don't want to you know this, this is going to be vulnerable i'm going to have to you know learn about myself and then like have to do something about it because once yeah. i know know this about myself i can't just live and just be like no. All right, well, that's fine. I'm okay with this. Yeah, Um, make it fun. Like I can't I can't read self-help books. I always audio book them and I always do it while I'm hiking because then I'm doing something that Mm -hmm. I love. But then I'm learning about myself and then I always carry a little notebook with me and I'll just write some things down. But like if I had to just like sit at home and read a self-development book, I would be like, well, I could be doing a million other more fun things right now. Yeah. 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 Like if I. Uh, whenever I fold the laundry here at the house, which we have 
three kids. So there's a ton of laundry. They go through so many clothes. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, but like as I'm folding, I can't be listening to a self-help book because like that is work and also laundry is work. Mm -hmm. I'm always listening to like a comedy podcast or watching a, a TV show or something while I'm doing that because it's putting fun and responsibility together yep. and that's how i can get through it um otherwise it'd just be like okay i, I don't feel like doing this right now <laughs> no the laundry would never get done <laughs> they can they can dive through this laundry basket and find something that's wrinkled for them it's cool um but yeah okay well, awesome dave this has been so good i have loved this this conversation and i am just i don't know i'm feeling excited to really dive into more things about myself um and and to better myself uh before we we wrap up the show there's a part of the show that i like to do where we talk about what we're loving this week and it can really be anything um you know tv show book whatever um what what are you loving this week oh man so many things um <sighs> I'll choose two. So n cool. number one thing that I'm loving this week, uh, anybody who knows anything about me knows that I am a, a huge uh, Dungeons and Dragons nerd. Uh, I have been playing it for 27 years. Nice. Um, and uh, uh, on, the, on the, the point of comedy podcasts, there is a comedy Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Dungeons and Daddies that I've been listening to. And it is... <laughs> It is delightful. It That's is great. very irreverent and fun and funny. And it's like I when I'm washing the dishes or doing things like that. Same thing. Can't that's not work time because I'm already doing the work. Uh, yeah. So that is definitely something that I have been loving. It's very niche. Very few people will probably be like, I want to listen to that. But I have been loving it. Uh, the other thing is uh, modern veterinarian medicine because our dog recently got diagnosed with lymphoma. And so I've been really oh, help no. grateful for 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 the vets and all the help yeah. that they've been able to give us uh, to make sure our dog's going to keep on ticking. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 good. It's yeah. the um, I have a lot of vet friends um, just I, I attract them apparently, um, which is great. Like we have no pets, uh, probably will one of these days, but we have three kids and we're like, they are pets enough. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's it like listening to them and, and talking to them about, uh, the different things that they do, uh, for these animals. I'm just like, I really appreciate what you're doing. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, I've always like appreciated vets, but, but more now that I know like everything that goes into it, it's not just like, all right, well, uh, you need to, you know, give this medicine to your dog. All right. Bye. Yeah. Um, it's, but, it's, the, it's the same as going to a hospital for a human. It's, it's wild. It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, was I, I grew up in a very strict uh you know conservative household um so dungeons and dragons was not allowed <laughs> um but it is something i've never played but is something that has interested me there's um i forget his name um but there's uh, some some comedy guy on on tiktok that like he hosts uh dungeons and dragons uh groups and like he's the what do you call like the 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 moderator? dungeon master dungeon master yes yeah. he is the dungeon master and like the way that he tells these stories i'm just like 
What next, Brennan? What is what oh, is Brennan this? Brennan Lee this... Mulligan is amazing. Brennan yeah. Lee Mulligan. Dimension Twenty is. is is super super good. That's another okay. one I listen to. Yeah. Uh, okay. The other side of this wall is a custom D and D room in my house. So I nice. yes, I get it. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I love uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, I've seen him in a few different like comedy shows and stuff, um, but that probably because I've watched those on TikTok. They're like. If you like Brendan over here, check out this. Yeah, um, the, the, and, the improv yeah. comedian to Dungeons and Dragons pipeline is is very narrow because D&D is essentially just an improv game. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 OK, cool. Yeah, I'm 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 getting more interested uh, in it, which I think that Stranger Things is also kind of spurring that a lot since yeah. there is direct correlation between. Uh, I mean, that's the the Duffer brothers like that's how they created yeah. the whole thing and there's a dnd uh, movie coming out next year with a huge cast so oh, i think nice. it'll blow up even more yeah okay awesome something i, I used to... to get ostracized for as a kid is now yeah. just pop culture <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying i need to go get a d20 now before the price is just yeah just they're gonna go up <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome well um okay let's see what am i loving um this week i oh I'm also loving a new podcast. Um, it is uh, probably no one's heard of her. Elise Myers. Oh, yeah. Um, Love Elise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she has a podcast now and um, it's really cool. It's a very different podcast. She like breaks the fourth wall and it feels like she's just like listening to the, the interview with you. Mm. And then just like, oh, let me tell you about this part. And then. Uh, does her whole, you know, Elise talking head to the camera thing. Um, but yeah, it's called uh, funny cause it's true. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a good podcast. I enjoy it. It's a, a fun little short conversation. She's had some, some cool uh, celebrities on uh, recently. And she I think this week as we're recording this, she had uh, Jenna Fisher and um, Angela Kinsley kinley uh from the office uh on and the the conversation went like super deep which i was not <laughs> expecting and um it was it was really good uh so yeah it's it's been i want to a, been a listen because i love yeah. elise i didn't know she had a podcast yeah yeah it's and it's good it's like a quick little 20 to 30 minute uh interview so but nice. um well, sweet. Well, Dave, where can people find you? Where can they follow along? Um, uh, all of the places to find you online. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm basically Dave Moss Coach everywhere. Instagram, uh, TikTok, which I need to get back to doing. Uh, Facebook. My website is DaveMoss.coach or DaveMossCoach.com. Uh, both work. Uh, so super, super simple to find me. Uh, I'm also active in my Facebook group, which is called Business as an Adventure, um, where that's uh, mostly just business tips and, and things like that. But yeah, just uh, just pop me a DM if you ever have a question or anything. I'm an open book. I love talking to people. So sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. And I'll have links to all those places in the show notes uh, for y'all listening. Um, but yeah, well, Dave, thanks so much. It was uh, great getting to chat with you like one on one here. Like we've like briefly like I'll comment and stuff whenever you do lives in your uh, business and adventure group. Uh, but yeah, it's been nice to get to, to chat with you. Yeah, you as well. Thanks so much for having me. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at the new location, podcast.allhardphoto.com. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. Join us for the next live episode by joining the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group on Facebook. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Dave is at Dave Moss Coach, and you can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, I will see you in the Facebook group. Bye, y'all.